0: This is the Jocko Underground Podcast, number nine, with Echo Charles and me, Jocko Willink. Good evening, Echo. Good evening. All right. So, last episode we did, we were talking about body language,
1: yeah.
0: how to read it, uh, how to make sure you aren't sending signals you don't want to send. But it was from a sort, almost from a leadership perspective, interpersonal relationship scenario. Mm-hmm. How you're going to read somebody? You're negotiating, like this kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And as I started thinking about that, I started thinking about, so going from that end of the spectrum, which is, hey, I'm trying to negotiate, conversate, whatever. I'm trying to, I'm trying to communicate with you mm. verbally. Go to the other end of the spectrum and you end up in different situations. And, you, and you, in a, from a simplistic, from a very extremely overly simplistic view, there's all these different categories of people in the world and there's two categories of people that we may or may not fall into at certain times that we should think about when it comes to body language, when it comes to posture, when it comes to perception and that is predator and prey. (laughs) So I was, I was looking at a, article from a magazine called psychology today written by Dr. Wendy Patrick and, and the, the concept of the article is what do, what do criminals look for? So we don't want to be prey, obviously. Sure. What do, what do criminals look for? And there was a quote in there, serial killer, Ted Bundy admitted in a personal interview in 1985 that he could tell a victim by the way she walked down the street, the tilt of her head, the manner in which she carried herself.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. He's observing the way she's walking and her posture and that's how he's selecting his victims, victim selection. Mm -hmm. So, and, and there's also from that article, there's another quote, research corroborates the reality that criminals do in fact look for or at least notice certain traits when selecting potential victims. While nothing excuses crime, knowledge is power in the sense that these things, these that there are things we can do to protect ourselves when we're out alone. Now, as I read this article and started diving into some other articles, which I did, there's there's a a correlation between all of this that ties back from just this extreme end of the spectrum of hey we don't want to be a we don't want to be a victim mm-hmm. but it also these same these same postures these same physical presentations that we make of ourselves they apply everywhere mm-hmm. L- look and we'll get to it so from a leadership perspective how we carry ourselves the body language that we have the way we walk actually also has an impact. Mm -hmm. So there's an experiment, and this is another article that Dr. Patrick wrote about. Um, It was called, Do You Walk Like a Victim? So they did this experiment. Mm -hmm. They had 126 men who had been tested on something called the dark tetrad traits. Dark tetrad. so tetrad means group of four. Here's the four traits. Psychopathology, which means you are antisocial and you lack a conscience. For And look, I'm not a psychologist, but that's the general meaning. Machiavellianism, which means how calculating are you? How manipulative are you? Narcissism, how self-obsessed and egotistical are you? And then s- s- sadism. Like, how much do you like to hurt people? So you can see, if you start, if you're high in all those traits, you're not a good person. Mm-hmm. You got some issues. And you're, you know, obviously, when you, the higher you're on the scale, the more you're out as a predator. Mm. So they took these guys, these men, who had been kind of measured for these, and then they showed these guys, you know, individually, videos. Of eight women who are walking down like a hallway from behind so you don't see their face you can't really judge their face you're just purely based on how they walk Mm. and the question was had the woman that you're seeing walk has she been victimized in the last five years so they watch a woman walk and then they Mm. say do you think that woman's been victimized in the last five years Mm. guess what the guys that scored high in the mm-hmm. dark tetrad, they could identify ones that had been victims. Damn, you like shake your head because that's scary. That isn't
2: it? is, yeah, very frightening. Yes,
0: it's disturbing.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like like people who score high on this, right? Some psycho. Mm-hmm. Let's just face it. There's
0: some psycho. Yeah, this dude. is a psycho. Yeah, if you score really high on this, you're you've you got issues.
2: Where they just know because let's face it, uh, the The person that got victimized knows they got victimized for sure, but they don't know that they're just basically wearing it with how they walk, Mm -hmm. like just advertising it. Like they don't know that they're doing that.
0: Yeah. And that was one thing that I thought through. This is an interesting point, which does wasn't covered in the article. If you get victimized, do you walk differently now? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So that could also be a secondary thing where you've been victimized. So now you walk differently, which is possible.
2: Yeah, I would imagine so when you kind of think about it. Yeah, but I guess maybe like your mind kind of goes to shoot. What else am I just it like showing to everybody? That's exactly that's right in my head. You know.
0: And here's what's here's what else is interesting is even though it's these people that have this dark these dark uh, characteristics about themselves, those people can read it easy more easily. But everyone can read it. That's what yeah. hit me is like no matter who you are, you can sense what attitude the person just by the way that they are walking Mm -hmm. the based on their gait, their stride length the way they shift their weight how much your feet move laterally there's all these little details so so there's that and then there was this then there was this the original article continued on, they, they did this where they took a, a, a group of prison inmates and they ran the experiment twice, but they showed these prison inmates who had been convicted of stranger assault, right? Not, not domestic violence, not I beat up my friend, not I met someone in a bar and got no fight, but stranger assault. We're assaulting somebody. And this is from simple assault all the way up to murder. And they had these tapes that they made of people walking through New York City. And what they did was try to figure out who these violent criminals would attack. And there was a couple things. The the I like this one. The non victims, people that the the perpetrators would look at and say, I wouldn't I probably wouldn't assault that person. Mm they had something called that they called organized quality. (laughs) So the person just looks organized. And what's funny is that from a leadership perspective, if you look squared away, it's a real thing. If you look squared away, people sense that.
1: Uh,
0: The victims, the way most of the people that were identified as, oh, I would attack that person, they would say they had inconsistency in the way they walked. So there's something disheveled about them. So that's another thing that this is, this is just another indicator that this is a real thing. Mm-hmm. The way we carry ourselves, the body language that we have, down to the way that we walk. This isn't like you and I are in a conversation and you're crossing your arms. This is just the way that you are walking just, around.
2: It's existing. <laughs> yes, exactly. just the way you're existing.
0: <laughs> so, how are we, so So how should we walk? How should we carry ourselves? So there's I found another article. I started diving into this uh, into this rabbit hole a little bit. NBC News had an article written by Steve Cardian, who is a police officer, he's in the Marine Corps, uh, he's a detective, he was a FBI defensive tactics instructor. Actually, I'm not sure if he was in the Marine Corps or not, but the crux of this article is that it takes a criminal about seven seconds to decide whether you're a good victim or a bad victim, and so again, there's a there's a psychological study that he cites in here, uh, Betty Grayson and Morris Stein, where violent criminals rated videos of pedestrians from one to ten, and one uh, from easy to victimize to I would avoid trying to victimize that person there there's a couple notes here that one was that they were there wasn't universal filing findings it wasn't universal and what's interesting about that is it wasn't universal meaning that someone that you might think would obviously make a good victim not all of them would select it so for instance if you had a older very small, like a petite, older woman, it wasn't like necessarily universal. Oh, that's an easy target, Mm. which is interesting, right? You wouldn't think that. You'd think, oh, small, older woman, that's an easy target, not universal.
1: Hmm.
0: They're Mm. judging on how they carry themselves, how they actually walk down the street, Mm. affects their judgment. So how are we supposed to walk? What are the things that you're supposed to be doing? So, one of them is stride length. Forceful dynamic steps. Forceful dynamic steps, medium length. So, you're not trying to like step too far cuz then you w- then you look awkward. Yeah, which yeah. we're not if you look awkward, you're a victim. Okay. You're just trying to look kind of effortless. The more effortlessly yeah, yeah. someone walks, the less chance of being a victim. Gotcha. Now, Think about this from a leadership perspective. The way you walk into a meeting. Mm. Right? There's a little thing here when you start (laughs) thinking about it. How are you walking into that meeting? Are you walking with forceful dynamic steps? Hey, I'm in here. I know where I'm going. Details. Feet move in a fluid, graceful motion. Arms slightly bent. Natural swing. They have to oppose the leg movement, obviously. Right, so we're not doing the, some weird yeah, yeah, yeah some robot, <laughs> some thing, robot walk, walking lunges, <laughs> weight shift, balance, is smooth, and the and the speed. Here's another good point: the speed. Do you think you should walk faster than everybody else, or slower than everybody else, or the same as everybody else?
2: I feel like the same because yeah, because like that's how you know. Like I'm just doing the, doing yep. what I'm supposed to be doing. Yep,
0: you you are correct with the caveat of the same or just a little bit faster just a little bit faster posture you know you got to stand up straight makes sense um stand up straight put your shoulders back i guess we can we can say jordan peterson chiming in so that's what it is that's how you're supposed to walk here's how you don't walk you don't take big giant steps because you look clumsy. That means if you're taking big giant steps, it means your, reach are st- your feet are kind of stretching out. You're, you're trying to go, and people notice that. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to take little small steps either, yeah. little tiny steps, because then you either look timid or you look like you're hurt or like you're limping and you're like a weak gazelle out, out on the plains that's about to get taken down.
1: Yeah.
0: You can't swing your arms too much
2: it's funny because like these are all everyday things, right? They're They're everyday just whopping, things. arms, band, all this But when they do, like, basically outline the actual yeah. um, with the characteristics, it's like you can't swing your arms too much. You imagine a guy like swinging his arms right. all crazy.
0: But it's what I like about these things is it's kind of things like you said you don't even notice them. Yeah. So yeah. what if you're a person that does these things, yeah. or when you get nervous you do something? Yeah. Or you need to pay attention to it.
2: And there's a difference between um, like, and I'm not sure how these psycho guys how they evaluated it, but were they just super in tune with it or were they like consciously like, oh, I see his his steps are a little bit small or that girl's steps is kind of Mm -hmm. small. Let me, you know, victimize her whatever. Or, or like I said, like they just sort of feel it, you know, and then maybe it took some expert to kind of break it down.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I agree with you. I bet there's people that go, I'd, I'd go after that person. And then you have to go, why? Yeah. Well, the look! Look how look how small they're walking, or look how small their steps are. Or yeah. Look at their their arms are. All, that was another one. If your arm swing is too small, that means you're timid. Yeah. Which you can imagine someone walking all huddled right. up right together. Um, small arm swing indicates low energy. Low e. Low energy, yeah. <laughs> easy target. Uh, jerky body when you, when your body's like off balance, yeah. it means you're uncoordinated. Again, easy target. Yeah. If you're slumped over, you're hunched, it means you're scared. If you're sl- if you're slower than everybody else, you're probably injured. You're probably some way weak. You can't propel yourself with any sure. amount of force.
2: Yet yeah, you for sure can't get away. That's yeah. kind of like what it feels yeah. like, you know, they can't oh, they can't escape. Look at how slow this guy is.
0: So that's what we're not doing, right? That's not what we're not doing. We're not walking like that. And then, on top of these things, of more things to do is be looking around, right? You shouldn't be just obviously what do we see nowadays all the time it's people yeah. staring at their phone. Yeah. You should have your, what we used to call in the SEAL teams, head on a swivel, mm. you know, looking around, looking at people. Yeah, yeah. That's, I see that's you. A big one. Yep. I'm tracking you. Yep. You don't have to stare at them, but you just look at them. Yep. You know, maybe you give them a little nod, but you at least let them know I'm tracking you. Yeah. I see what you're doing let them know that you see them and then that thereby takes away the element of surprise it puts them in a little discomfort
2: there was a thing on uh like criminals like burglaries and and one of the the factors was neighborhood watch so neighborhood watches like you know typically mm-hmm. we know what that is right typically mm-hmm. it basically means that like we're watching right mm-hmm. that we're not you know we're not all armed necessarily but we're watching and the crim- The I think it was a video, maybe some documentary. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Either way, the, the criminal people, these were guys in jail that that they exposed the information, right? How they cased p- places and neighborhoods and all this stuff. There were all this criteria, but neighborhood watch was the number one thing that they would avoid because people are just wa- like looking. That's it.
0: Where were dogs on there? I <sighs> always thought dogs were the number one thing.
2: Yeah, so I vaguely remember a dog thing and i if i remember correctly it would depend but i don't i don't mm. know i can't speak
0: on the dog thing there's no one in the right mind that would try and get into my house <laughs> with my dog.
2: Oh yeah. Well, no, not your dog. But I guess when you th- when you say dog, it's like okay, what kind of dog? You know, yeah. I get it. Like dogs will bark or whatever. But the thing is, dogs bark all the time. Yeah. So it depends on the dog. What if it's like a little one of these little? I don't know. When poodles. I don't know all the <laughs> dog types, but you know, the little ones that that yeah. sort of may or may not bark, may yeah. or may not
0: whatever. But we know it's going to be a pain, right? I if guess, I'm breaking into that house, I know at a minimum. I've got a freaking barking dog that's drawing attention to this situation.
2: I feel like, more accurately, it at the very least, it's unpredictable. It's way less predictable at the very
0: least. But no, at least even less than that is it's freaking barking right now and drawing attention to the situation that I'm causing.
2: Yeah, if they bark, you know how like some dogs they straight up just don't bark. Dude,
0: my dog when my my dog scares me when, okay. when I'm in the house. Yeah, like when I'm in the house and he'll go on alert for something and bark. Mm-hmm. It's it. You know, I get a little I, uh, bit of a... I, oh,
2: yeah, but, again, you're talking about your dog. Like, mm. your dog scares me, too, okay? <laughs> so, the okay, so I'll tell you a little story. Um, and this actually kind of makes it, like, more clear. Okay, so I went to... Okay, I had, I had a friend, his name's Blake Mallon. I used to film with him. Mm. And I went to his house for the first time up in L.A., or, you know, where he lived. And he wasn't home yet. So he was like, hey, just, just go inside or whatever. He didn't say he had a dog. Oh, dang. He's like, yeah, just go inside. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just go inside, I guess. So I go inside. I have my camera or whatever. So I go inside, and I'm inside the house. And here comes this freaking dog out of the next room. The thing wasn't barking. It was huge, too. Huge Mm -hmm. dog. Like, it wasn't a Great Dane, but I'll show you a picture of him. He's like, it's not the dog you want in there when you just roll into someone's house. Mm -hmm. And... He wasn't, he wasn't barking, he wasn't eyes all big, he wasn't, he didn't run up, he just slowly walked as if he knew I was supposed to be there. Like mm-hmm. Blake told him I was coming or something mm-hmm. like that. And he came <laughs> and I was scared. I'm gonna be honest, like I wasn't, I wasn't very confident at that moment. So I like slowly like went back in my car, mm-hmm. straight up, left the house, went back in, in the car, and he came out with me. So I called Blake, I was like, hey your dog series like oh yeah he's not going to do nothing but i heard that before yeah. you know that whole thing oh he's not going to do nothing meanwhile he's like trying to eat you or whatever so i'm like all right and then so I kind of slowly got out and he wasn't wagging his tail. Nothing. But the the point is he wasn't barking. He didn't make no mm. noise. I'd never been there before. He'd never met me. Nothing Yo, like well, that.
0: This dog isn't a very good deterrent. Obviously. No, he's not.
2: And that's what I'm saying. Even where, though he
0: actually kind of was. He deterred you.
2: Oh, yeah. His whole appearance did. But what if his <laughs> appearance didn't? What if it was a little poodle? I'm a robber. Yeah. I go in the house and a little poodle slowly just Look, rolls dude, in. kind like a, just hey, a different story. Hey, you must be Blake's friend. If you
0: have a pathetic dog, that's. A poodle, a small poodle that doesn't bark. (laughs) Yep, you are correct. (laughs) That's not a good deterrent. No, it is not. Your plan is is accurate. Yeah,
2: like how many people have crazy dogs (laughs) like Odin? Most
0: dogs bark.
2: Yeah. Most
0: dogs bark, bro. I, I that's like most humans speak. I don't, the
2: thing, like, okay. there are
0: humans that can't speak for whatever that, reason. That seems like
2: it's correct. It seems like it's correct because all the dogs that I've ever had, I don't care if it's like a delivery, I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's like someone who's on their way that they met before. They're barking. Yeah, you see somebody. Exactly. That's in my experience too. But I, I haven't met all dogs. I haven't met all people. <laughs> I, you know, so I don't okay. know.
0: but we can agree that every dog you've ever experienced, except for one, barked. <laughs>
2: No oh, man, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I probably could think of other dogs that don't bark. Actually, no, your dog pretty much barked at me every single time. <laughs> <laughs> Not at me, but like All right. I heard them.
0: So we know that it's a deterrent. <laughs> and just look at people. Just, how in about sim, about that? Right? In right. head, head on a swivel. swivel. Yes, head All on good. a swivel. Yeah. Look at people. It's a deterrent, much like a barking dog. If you don't have, if you have a dog that barks, which yes. you probably do that's a deterrent and also looking at people which is here's the counterintuitive thing about looking at people sometimes people don't want to look at people because they're afraid you're going to start something yeah, right yeah whereas just looking at people like looking around is what you should be doing and when you're not confident enough to look at someone that's a signal oh, in its yeah. own right so <laughs> yeah. if you're not looking at me I know you're not confident yeah right that's a yeah. very common thing
2: yeah or like when you know when you look And, like, they look in then they look down like, oh, as if to say, oh, I wasn't looking Uh, at you. I wasn't looking at you.
0: Don't do that. Look and then look back ahead. Look forward. Head on a swivel. Um, So, okay. So (laughs) what we just talked about is how we want to present ourselves as far as appearing as a not prey. We don't want to appear as prey. So that's what we need to do. The other end of the spectrum is, what do we want to look out for? So what's the body language that we're looking out for? And I I was looking at an article from Police Magazine, and sometimes, you know, I just go through these, look, I got all kinds of different training, from all kinds, I mean, from the time I joined the SEAL teams, we would work with police officers, we would work with SWAT teams in the 90s. So we got a lot of this training, a lot of this type of training. But pulling up some of these articles to see what the perspective is now, see if anything's changed, refresh my memory on some stuff. There's one article in Police Magazine, guy a guy by the name of Dave Young. This guy was a Marine uh, and a police officer, so he he had this word in there, proxemics, which is something I'd never heard of, but it's it's how close you are, right? It's the study yeah. of distance, um, the 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 distance between two people, and there's they he he talked about or in this article talked about this safety rule, which was ten five two, which is ten feet. You can assess somebody, and he talked about having an exit plan. So at ten feet, you can have an exit plan. If someone's ten feet away from you, you should be looking like, okay, I need to figure out how I would get out of here. Mm-hmm. A really good term that that I learned in the military is drivable terrain. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of this before?
1: I've not.
0: Mm. drivable terrain is when you're driving you should be constantly scanning for areas that are not the road you're on that you could drive on if you had to drivable terrain so as you're cruising down the highway cruising Mm -hmm. you should be looking at oh you know there's a median that i could go on to there other there's a big patch of grass over there so that way if all of a sudden there's something in front of you you know you can evade that bad situation by going on to drivable terrain. So I started thinking about the exit plan is also like looking for drivable terrain. How can I get out of here? Wait a second, Echo's getting, whoever, Echo, this human that I don't know is getting close to me, how could I get out of here right now? Where's my drivable terrain? Mm. That's a 10 feet, five feet, you gotta get your your body position adjusted Mm. for this potential, combat scenario so how is this Italian? tie-in so what does that mean hands up what does that mean you're going to adjust your stance a little bit right you're going to kind of go into a fight stance mm. look I'm not saying you're going to uh, completely yeah,
2: start, swinging.
0: start swinging but you're going to put one foot in front of the other right you're going to get into a um, I guess we called it the weaver stance or a modified weaver stance or a boxing stance right your feet aren't going to be square Yeah, you're going to
2: offset them what, is this in a, and this is
0: in a threat scenario or just in general? Well, it's a threat scenario and we'll get into sort of like, I mean, I think it's in general too. I mean, I will, unless I'm, I can almost guarantee you I'm not standing both of my feet square talking to anybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a boxing. Stance I'm, I'm just getting a little up, bit bro? of balance, right? Dude. Having a little bit of boxing stance. But if you're starting to feel hostilities, then you put your hands up and there's all right. kinds of good options for putting your hands up in kind of a non-threatening way. Like, Hey, I don't really know what's going on. You know, mm. you just kind of pull your hands up, so you're kind of protecting your face. Or I know, I know, uh, one thing is like the timeout. Like, hey, timeout. You know, you just put your hands up, sign of signaling a timeout to get someone to calm yeah, down. Yeah. But it's but you're also protecting your face, getting your hands up. Yeah. So that's at the five feet scenario. And then when people are two feet from you, guess what? It's engagement time. Like you're you you need to be ready to scrap. Now, mm. what wasn't in this article? And this is something that I. Another thing that I learned in the SEAL teams, like I said, we learned all kinds of these different things is this, they, they had this rule about 21 feet. Have you ever heard about this before? 21 feet. 21 so feet. the deal is if you are 21 feet from me and you attack me and I have a pistol with me, mm-hmm. I can't. I think 21 feet is the minimum distance that I can get my weapon out from my holster and fire a shot. Okay. Like that's the average. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. And you sort of feel like no way, dude. Everyone, everyone kind of thinks that, you know, they run this drill with you and I forget what school I went to or what training situation I was in. Cause they run this drill and it's sort of like a setup mm. where they go, you know, okay. Echo, um, tell us when you think you're safe to be able to draw your weapon and shoot at Jocko when he attacks you. Yeah, like what, the minimum distance yeah. or something so like so that? So right? I get like five feet from you, are like, oh, I, I need a little bit more room. And I get yeah. seven feet and you're like, just a little bit more. And I get now 10 feet away from you, you're like, all right, I got this. Yeah. And then they go, okay, ready, go. And I attack you and I can get to you before you can draw your pistol. It takes, I'm see if I remember this correctly again, these are all sort of numbers from back. <laughs> um, it takes like a quarter second to recognize Mm. A quarter second to get to your holster, a quarter second to get your weapon out of the holster, and a quarter second to get your first round off. If you're good, mm. so that's like a second. Yeah, like me. Yeah, well, maybe. Yeah, tactical.
1: tactical.
0: So what does that mean? That's with like no room for error.
1: Right. Thanks. So
0: what they do is they go, okay, okay, Echo, go ahead and try it, and I attack you and I get you because yeah. I'm ten feet, and then we go, okay, I need a little bit more, then I go fifteen feet, I can still get to you. Finally, at twenty-one feet, on average. You can now, when I start charging you, you can get your weapon out and you can get a shot off.
2: Yeah, I feel like I saw this. Like Yeah, a, there's all like kinds a, of
0: videos online you can watch on this.
2: Yeah. Wait, I think it was like an incident where they, it was like in the court or something where he was like, hey, no, they, he was like way far away or something like Mm -hmm. that. And then they said the 21 feet or something like that is like kind of where the threshold kind of begins or whatever. And this guy was so far that you, in fact, were not uh, uh, a threat or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, this is ringing a bell, yeah.
0: This is one of those things that would hold up, you know, because it's been shown so many times. Now, that being said, (laughs) It's also like, it's almost like a perfect setup, right? Like, I've Mm got to be, you've got to, you've got to be ready to charge and you know exactly what you're going to do and I've got to be ready to defend. So, there's variables in there. So, it's sort of like a bare minimum. Yeah.
2: In fact, I mean, if that's the minimum, you'd think that might be even triple, maybe quadruple, really, in a way, because. I mean, unless your situational awareness type yeah, yeah.
0: situation is like you're always just ready, just ready, ready for the drill, man. And then yeah, because you're actually going to be how long? Hey, this is the question, and that's why they say quarter second react. But it's a quarter second react if you're kind of keyed up for it, keyed up to grab your gun. Yeah, yeah. If I walk in, I'm like, "Hey, sir. Hey, hey, what are you doing in here?" And you turn around, real casual, and then you charge like. <laughs> Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so, well,
2: What if you're just walking into FedEx or something and then here comes some psycho, then you're like, what the, ha- is, he, is he coming at me? Yep. Is he a real threat? Oh yeah,
0: for pro- sure. Like, bro, You start like, putting variables on like that on oh, it yeah. and it could be total ma'am. If you're not expecting it at all, yeah, yeah, that's a problem. So that's what we're dealing with. So so that just redefines, and the reason they used to do that drill, and I don't know how many times people tried to sucker me into that drill, you know, like how, how far do you think? I'd be like 21 feet, go, oh, okay. Mm-hmm but they suckered a lot of people into that drill, into getting, oh, I only need five feet. I'm, I'm safe as long as they're 10 feet away. And the point is to show that you're not, which is really when you look at the interactions between police officers and and suspects, it's difficult to keep 21 feet. That's a far distance. Hmm. So, you, so what's another good thing about this is, if someone's closer than 21 feet, you better have some drivable terrain, right? You better be ready to maneuver and get away from someone, so that you don't get jammed up in that moment. Um, all right, so so going back to this ba- back to this article uh, about pre-fight indicators. So a couple things here: distance. Are they starting to close the distance on you, right? If you're starting to close the distance on me, you're doing that for a reason. Mm-hmm. That's a that that's kind of a pre-fight indicator. Um what kind of words are they using? What kind of tone? This is real obvious, right? If if you know if you're coming at me, hey, I told you to get away from me. That's a pre-fight indicator. You're you're talking hostile. One thing I did pick up which I hadn't seen before is repetition of words. Hmm. Is a pre-fight indicator so if you're like I told you get away. I told you back off back off You know, like uh, yeah. or if you're saying I, I told you I didn't do anything I told you if you start repeating the same thing uh, yeah, you're huh. kind of in
2: that little anger mode That's weird like even when you say it
0: it I can feel it. Yep. You know, I feel yep. the escalate all year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, someone's totally. getting mad They're saying the same things yeah. I'll, to- I'll-, I'll-, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now and they yeah, oh, that's an indicator here's even when, like,
2: so, <laughs> you see these fight videos yeah, right, yeah, yeah. on YouTube or whatever. Um, and, yeah, every once in a while you'll see it. Even if they're saying, like, I don't want to fight. Yeah. But they keep saying it, oh, like, yeah. in the same way. I don't want to fight. I don't want Oh, he's going to fall somewhere yeah. right now. Yeah.
0: Yep. Interesting. I remember I used to tell the young SEALs what this is towards the end of my career when YouTube was out. I would say watch those videos. Yeah. Watch those videos. And I didn't wasn't smart enough to say hey here's some things to look for but i said watch those videos and you'll start to see what you should look for what i should have said is watch those videos here's what you will see mm-hmm. um here's a good one like hand movement or or like like a warm up you know what i'm saying like clapping your hands sort of ring r- rinsing your hands in your hands you know yeah. doing that kind of thing it's like you're getting warmed up cracking knuckles yeah subconsciously you'll do that like if you're about to get in a fight you're going to like do a little movement to warm up right yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying <laughs> <You're gonna stretch laughs> so that's a thing bit. you got to watch out for yeah. a little bit of and the stretch is a legitimate one yeah that's oh, a yeah. legitimate one um and then eyes like how intent are their eyes on obviously the more intent you get on doing something the more focused your eyes are going to be so you got to pay attention now. how, how Intent their eyes are. You got to pay attention to their pace. Are they casual about their pace? The way they're they're coming at you like it's no big deal? Are they, or are they at a targeting pace? Mm. I think what you got to be careful on those is those are so obvious that people use them as trickery. Yeah. Right. Like I'm just kind of strolling over to you. Hey, I'm not really sure.
2: Yeah. Also, the other one, right? When they get like too hyped up, where it's like, ah, they put so much effort into the show that they, feel like almost less of a threat so it's like the opposite so like you know if someone let's say you're in a uh, confrontation Mm -hmm. and someone acts like they want to fight you know the dude hold me back hold me back and then they they put on this huge show you know and it's like when it's a little bit above the norm
0: almost you can kind of tell so that's an indicator he doesn't really yeah yeah the opposite got it and you know what's interesting is is when you sense that in someone else that they don't really want to fight, then you see the other guy really start to get yeah, aggro because they can tell up. the person doesn't want to fight. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying?
2: Two guys. You ever seen, the, there's God, this video. There's that, so
0: many loser videos out there. Yeah, no, this sounds like it might be one of them. Go. The,
2: no, no, actually, this one was animals. They were like two dogs, and they're oh, like okay. barking at each other, crazy, uh-huh. showing the teeth, oh, yeah, yeah. but there was a, a fence. Yeah, 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 they opened the fence, and they both like kind of cower. Yeah, you see that It's
1: funny. Man. Uh,
0: that, 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 that absolutely happens um here's some other things from from that particular article snarl with the mouth right Mm. we know what that looks like you know someone gives you that little that little snarl with the mouth and here's what i was thinking again playing in the background all the time for me is leadership right how often is it that you give these indicators when you're in a leadership position that's giving away your position Mm. you know you kind of snarl your mouth a little bit you you're giving away your position. You're showing that you're angry. You're showing that you're frustrated. It's a bad move. Nostrils flare. You know you're supposed to be able to breathe better. Little. Uh, this is an interesting one. Like just if someone's if someone's getting ready to get hostile, they're fidgety. Hmm right they start fidgeting uh you know rocking back and forth we've all seen that one before someone's rocking back and forth you're like okay this person's going to get this person's about to get it on mm-hmm. another one that i thought was interesting was uh grooming and this is like put you know you ever seen the again the youtube video someone's about to fight they like run their hands through their hair you know what i mean like let's go you know like that thing mm-hmm. it's just fidgeting cuz they're nervous um Teeth clenching, blinking, like or or scanning that whole thing, and once again, if we're blinking, if we're scanning, and we're doing that, we're giving away our emotions. So if you're in a leadership position, and you you know you start doing that, you're giving away giving away your emotions. Not good. Um. So with all that. And I was thinking about the um, thinking about from a leadership perspective, all these things you're getting all spun up, and I get asked all the time, "What's what's the because yeah, you hear me talk about all the time, detaching? How do we detach?" So here's a actual methodology for detaching. Um, you start to feel yourself giving some of these signals the snarl the increased breath the big nostrils the group like you you feel your you if you start cracking your knuckles you're starting to give away your emotions and you know you need to to detach what do you do how do you do it first thing actually take a step back Actually take a step back from that situation that you're in, whether you're in a meeting and you're you're sitting at a table, take a step back, push your chair back, ease back in that position. Mm. You're talking to somebody and it starts to get heated. Take a step back. Take an actual step back. Now, this is something that I, I, as I continue to teach this idea of detaching people, want to know how to do it. There's a. There's something that I started to pay attention to, like, okay, what do I do when I'm really, if I start getting frustrated, what do I actually do? This is one of the things that I notice that I do, is I take a step back, and then I kind of I put my hands down at my side, and I, I know this sounds weird. Lift my chin up. Lift my chin up. And as I try to figure out why I do, why am I doing that? Why am I doing that? Well, if you think about what a aggressive fight stance is, what do you do? You put your chin down, you lift your hands up, because mm-hmm. you're getting ready to go. Right. If you're in a look, yeah, this is obviously, and this is an, in an administrative environment, what So you're not worried about any actual physical threats, but you're worried about losing your temper, you're worried about getting into an argument or escalating an argument. Mm-hmm. Take a step back, put your hands down, lift your chin up, It changes your perspective a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then literally look around. Look around. That's part of detaching is to look around. You want to see things from a different angle. And then just take a nice big slow breath. And and again, this is tied to my time in the SEAL teams of never wanting to key up on the radio and sound panicked or mm. freaked out. So if you run across me, yeah, run across the street and you want to say everyone get a building 34 now on the radio. If you say that, you're gonna you're you're not doing a good job. Mm. And not only are you gonna cause everyone else to get panicked, you're also gonna get made fun of when you get back to the platoon space because you sounded like a little baby. So instead, you run across the street, you take a big breath and you say, hey, this is Jocko, we need everyone in Building 34 now. And everyone stays calm and they do it. So take that breath so that you're not panicking. That's the methodology. If you, if you know that you need work on detaching emotionally so that you don't give away all these verbal cues that you're about to get aggressive or that you're losing your temper or that you're getting angry or you're getting frustrated, we don't wanna come across that way. And we certainly don't wanna let those emotions drive the, our behavior at all. Mm. Take an actual step back. Put your hands down at your side. Lift your chin up so you're exposing yourself. It's okay. I'm not getting defensive. I'm doing the opposite thing. Doing the opposite of this. Mm -hmm. I'm physically opening myself up. Take a step back, put your hands down, lift up your chin, look around. Take a nice deep slow breath and then talk in a calm voice. Maybe ask some questions. Maybe just nod your head and listen to what the other person has to say. Listen because it's going to help you get, get through this and de-escalate.
2: Do you think – I mean, I guess it seems like there's kind of this, like, balanced approach to doing that. Because Okay, so my dad used to do that, but I used you to always – like, take a deep breath. And oh, like he would kinda, tell you that, or he
0: would do that. He would do that like when, when, when you he's were getting,
2: getting mad, right? When he's getting mad at us or whatever. And so he, but he'd actually put extras on it where mm-hmm. he'd like there would be some theatrics in there. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I don't know, maybe he really needed to do that kind of <laughs> stuff. But he'd like he'd like, and he'd put his hand to the side, and then like sometimes he'd like do a little pacing back and forth mm-hmm. and whistle. You know, like, well, I'm just casually whistling, you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. but do that like head back right thing. I I totally demonstrate it because he did it every single freaking time. That was his thing. So but I remember thinking like, are these just theatrics to let you know or to try to let me know kind of like, hey, I'm so mad right now. I'm I'm fearful of what I'll do. So I need to control Mm -hmm. myself like that's how mad I am. So Mm -hmm. be careful kind of thing like. He's, I feel like you're doing that on purpose, you know, kind of thing. Yep. So so when people like, let's say in a meeting in front of people, when they like put too many extras on it, like they really put their head back and like, I just need a minute because I'm about to lose it kind of an <laughs> attitude,
0: you know, freaking great point. You are a hundred percent right. And if you do, if you do what you just said, you will look like you're. Desperate to get control of your temper, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I guess that's a very important point. Is that these things are not big, giant, yeah, over yeah, the yeah. top, extra movements. These are like casually taking a step back, putting your hands down at your side, kind of listen to yeah. what they say. Yeah, I mean, think about that. What you just, the imitation you just did of the breath. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, we're not talking (laughs) about that because that's showing that you're getting frustrated. The point here is to to actually not show that you're getting frustrated. The point is to do this in a subtle way that other people don't recognize. So that's a a very good point. And I bet your, I bet your dad, my my assessment, my guess. It's not even an assessment; it's just a guess. My guess would be that your dad sometimes did it for real. Yeah, I'm sure. And sometimes just did it for show.
2: Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it was rooted in some authenticity in, at some point, but yeah, I, I you know, if I, you know my dad, you'd be like, okay, that was that was a cool show. And I get it, you're, you're going to get mad, I get it, but that's that's fun. Well, what
0: would you give him for his acting? Would were, were you were there sometimes you're like, "Oh, this is for real." No, <laughs> Just because of the
2: pacing back and forth And whistling I never could relate To that being an effective thing To calm down I can I can see like just being more quiet And maybe leaving for a second or something like that Or maybe just catching it Actually you know what if it was subtle I w- It would have got the point mm-hmm. across More not too subtle where I didn't notice it But like To me it was just a bunch of theatrics You know it got to the point where it's like obvious That no one's gonna like really look to that behavior to calm down your temper plus my dad didn't really have a temper you know
0: so this whole thing was just sort of a big act
2: i think i feel that way i don't know but it feels that way the
0: thing the thing that i get busted on the most is i will kind of let loose a big sigh yeah Uh, I, I, i in fact i do it on the podcast yeah. I'll do it on the podcast where something's like I'll read some passage of something that really bothers me you know yeah. so that's if there's something that I get busted for that people can tell ooh this is this is getting to Jocko it's a, it's a big I call it a sigh is that a sigh yes okay I, I do a sigh and it's sort of a tell mm. that something is frustrating me so I have to be careful that if if you're sitting here complaining to me and it's frustrating me that you're complaining but I don't want you to yeah. know I don't go
1: <sighs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that one. I think. Yeah, a lot of people would do that. I think that's what a sigh kind of is, right? Where it's like, it's almost like a natural way of taking your breath, tension you know? release. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's tension release, and it's a natural kind of uh, intuitive way to take a breath. But man, it's a dead giveaway.
2: Yeah, like if you if you allow it unobstructed, an yep. unobstructed sigh, mm, you know, you gotta, you gotta be more covert than that, I guess.
0: Yeah, that's definitely something that I that's my tell. That's one of my it's tells. Tell. I'm sure I have more, but that's definitely one of my tells, and I don't do it often, but when I do it, I'm like, mm, there yeah. it is. <laughs> Busted. Yep. So we gotta be aware of our body language, how you look, and how you act, and how you carry yourself Actually matters. And going back to the body language thing, the body language that you have, you need to pay attention to it. It's not just it's just not to know other people's body language; it's to know your own, so that you can help, not just prevent being a victim, which is obviously something we want to prevent, but also every every interaction that you have with people. You you have to pay attention to it, both on send and receive. Mm. on send and receive pay attention and that's about it so thanks for joining us on the underground thank you for supporting the cause we appreciate it and we're looking at some other topics to go into we're looking at some other things that we are going to do on the underground we're just getting warmed up as always If you want, you can get some supplements from JockoFuel.com. You can get jujitsu gear, jeans, boots, clothing from OriginUSA.com. We also have another store that Echo likes. We all like it. Yeah, I guess we all like it. It's called JockoStore.com. Written a bunch of books. You can check those those books out. And I've written a bunch of kids' books, too. And I have a leadership company. Leadership consulting company. If you're interested in in that, you can go to echelonfront.com. And we are on the interwebs. Echo's at Echo Charles. And I am at Jocko. And thanks for joining us. Mobilized and on the underground. And until next time, this is Echo and Jocko. Out.